0: coached him, I both coached Griffin and Dylan in youth football, but that had just ended. It was Dylan's season had just ended and when Griffin passed away. Um, and so then, I, as I said, my mom, she had, um, prior to Griffin passing away, though, uh, on it was a Mother's Day, actually the day after Mother's Day, that very year, she found out she had stage 4 uterine cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, so she survived an, an uh, just a lethal um surgery where they removed a lot um and so she somehow survived that only to 8 months later pass away um and so there was kind of a rough time there for for me it felt like everybody was going nobody was coming yeah and um and so uh yeah, I, I that led me to a, a serious, serious bout of depression to the point where um, in August of 2015, I actually shot myself and in the head, underneath the chin, and um, with the intention of not being here. Uh, and so, as I look back now, um, everything I didn't have to live for I now have to live for, and so um, it, it was just a period of time where it, uh, life was tough, and it was once you get down. What my experience is, once I got down that low, um, it didn't feel like it was ever going to end, and uh, unless I ended it.
3: Or listening to the Ballroom Network, the following program is intended for all audiences. Welcome to the South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Steven Zim Zimmerman, Vinnie Parisi, and Chris Gonzalez. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with a nice cold beer and meet us at section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your 2021 South Burbs Hitman! Ball hit deep! Way back! You
1: can't hit on the ball!
0: over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges throws. Oh! And the White Sox have won the World Series! Alexei!
1: Yes! 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 History! A perfect starts
0: now.
3: What's going on, everybody? And welcome to South Burbs Hitman. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mandel, and I'm joined by my White Sox brothers in arms. I'm talking about Vinny Parisi and Chris Gonzalez. Steven Sim Zimmerman can't be with us tonight, but he's with us in spirit, as are the Chicago White Sox. Gentlemen. What a wild evening last night. The blackout was in full force. The White Sox came to play, and we have a series now against the Astros. Game four got rained out today, pushed to tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time. Vinny and Chris, are you guys ready for game four? And how exciting
2: was the blackout? Vinny, I'll let you start. That was the best sporting event I've ever been to in my entire life. And that probably sounds like recency bias, but when you think about it, like, what could I have gone to? Like, I didn't go to any Stanley Cup final games. Like, I watched them on TV, but like, I I wasn't in attendance for any of them. I was too young for any of the Bulls stuff. Obviously, the Bears have stunk my whole life. That White Sox game last night was as electric as anything I've ever attended. It oh, was yeah. the loudest, it was the loudest I've ever heard a building. And it was just so much fun. They went down early, like kind of bad, 5-1. 5-1 is like not where you want to be early in a playoff game, especially one where you're facing elimination. And they showed up to play after that. And, you know, everyone's chanting socks and five. I see Vincent in the chat. Like, that's what you want. That's what they need. We all knew it would be hard to win a game in Houston. They haven't yet. Got to go out and win one more. But they set themselves up to do it with the way they played yesterday.
3: They certainly did. It was electric. The bats are hot. And that's what we need going into tomorrow. Chris Gonzalez, I know you weren't able to be in the building, but you still got to watch the game. You know, talk to us a little bit about that experience. How wild did it look on TV? Because I haven't watched it back on television
4: yet. You know, on TV, on the FS, you know, channel, I know we had our issues with the FS, but I got to say, you know, Przinski I thought did a better job than the first couple, you know, first game that we saw him on there. Um, but I can say, Joe, I, you know, I'm jealous of you and Vinny because um, it's a long time waiting, you know, those 13 years getting to that moment, going through the whole rebuild. And you just get those goosebumps. And especially when I go back and look at all the clips from the, you know, game on Twitter, I just get those goosebumps going through me, especially listening to G. mic'd up and Timmy mic'd up. And I, I can only imagine being there. And, and, you know, I'm really hoping that, you know, one moment, whenever the next opportunity comes, I can be there because I'd love to be there in the moment and experience that like you guys did. Um, yeah, I mean, we have another one coming too. So I hope, you know, both of you guys get your voices back because we're going to need it tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to be able, obviously, to be there to watch it, but, you know, hopefully I can catch the end of it. But I, I just imagine it's going to be amazing and, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, our boy, uh, Bake, you know, their manager, you know, Dustin is doing a hell of a job to put us in position to get us to Houston by get starting McCullers on the road. Um, I'm excited to see that. It's going to be a duo between him and Rodon. I imagine it's going to be a bullpen game. And with the way that Dusty's been handling the bullpen, making our odds and, uh, Houston's calling us and we're going to be there and it's going five boys Sox and five
3: <laughs> socks and five the chat room agrees uh, I I do want to ask you guys one question because you know we do have a surprise guest coming on in 10 minutes uh, and if you don't know who it is you know she, you saw her on the big screen a lot last night at the Sox game you know our, our good friend Alyssa Bergamini will be joining us here in the next 10 minutes or so so stay tuned for that but uh, I wanted to ask you guys real quick, Vinny, I'll specifically ask you and, and Gonzo, you can chime in. You know, did we get in Dusty Baker's head to have him start McCullers here in Chicago? Because personally, I think that benefits us. We can hit him. Be- we hit better at home. We play better at home. You're going to throw your best pitcher against us and try to prevent us from going back to Houston, where if you are in Houston, McCullers is even better against us out there, you know, Am I overthinking this, or is did we did we pull pull one over Dusty with
2: the the mind games? It's possible. Tony Larusa lost the White Sox the game on Friday. Dusty Baker lost them the game yesterday. Because I don't understand how you take a guy out in the middle of an at bat, and then Liuri Garcia hits a bomb, and now all of a sudden the White Sox are winning. I was stunned to find out that McCullers was starting tomorrow for a couple reasons. I agree with you. I think the White Sox got in his head. He's like, oh, boy, these guys aren't messing around. That's a good team. If we don't throw our best, we're going to go back to Houston. Well, then if you go back to Houston, then you don't have McCullers. And, like, one of your best home field advantages is gone, and it's probably going to be seeing Dusty work the bullpen again, which obviously is something that favors the White Sox. It also is interesting to me because if they win, which obviously if they win, they'll be happy they advanced. But then you won't have McCullers available for game one of the American League Championship Series against what looks like is going to be uh, the Boston Red Sox currently lead 5-3 over the Tampa Bay Rays. So, yeah, you know, regardless or something how that goes, I, I just think facing McCullers at home is a significant difference than facing him on the road. They are 0-2 Agreed. against him so far this season, and it's one in each building. But my thought is if you can't beat McCullers – a third time, you don't deserve to advance. Next round, you don't deserve exactly. to advance. You won't beat Bueller. You won't be. You're not going to face Glass now. But like there are those types of pitchers on the Rays. Ivaldi's um, on fire for the Red Sox. If it's them who advance, uh, we all know about the Brew Crew's pitching staff with Woodruff and Burns and all them. The Braves have guys like Freed. Like you, you're going to face Aces and you got to beat some Aces. Win a three-two ball game. So. Big test tomorrow. Lance McCullers Jr., you can't beat him a third time. You don't deserve to advance. So we'll see if the White Sox can bring that noise and energy. I know it's a day game again, but bring that noise and energy and make Dusty Baker think twice about keeping McCullers out there. Make McCullers think twice about throwing certain pitches. Give the White Sox a boost to maybe hit better against them. You know, they put up 12 runs yesterday. How can we expect – the top six to just go quietly now. Like, come on, guys. You, they can beat this guy. They've beaten good pitchers. They, they
3: certainly can. And, and McCullers has had some starts this year where he's had rough games. You know, I had him in fantasy and a couple, a couple times this year. He got roughed up pretty good. So, uh, he's not, he's not like uh, invincible. And I think the White Sox proved that yesterday. That this team is awake. And this is when you want to get at a guy like that when those bats are hot. Uh, we got a great question here in the chat. Do you think the extra day off helps the White Sox or hinders them? Uh, Gonzo, I'll toss this one to you, um, but this could make Lance Lynn available towards the tail end of this game tomorrow. So uh, what are your thoughts?
4: I mean, it only helps them, especially with the Sox going to the bullpen early in game three, with Cease struggling in the second inning. Now, you know how you give your whole bullpen a day of rest and, and, to Houston's credit, you know, Christian Javier, he got some big outs for them that saved their bullpen in game three. So I don't think, you know, they have any benefits for the extra day in Houston. But especially with the Sox, you know, staying game four at home, it only helps us give us an extra day to get the bullpen arms ready to go. Because like I just said prior, it's gonna I, I really believe it's gonna come down to the bullpen in the end in this game four late in the game because end of the day, I think, you know, Rodon. And uh, McCullers are going to go the distance. You're going to hand it over to probably, you know, if not a tie game, a one or two run game. And it's going to come down to the, you know, whose bullpen can settle down both teams, offensive bats. Um, and to really go back to what you guys were talking before, before with Dusty, I don't think we're in his head. I just think he's the ultimate joker, and he's doing his best. <laughs> to, he's doing his uh, best I, to get, I us, love it. get us to Houston. Um, you know, it really – dumbfounded. really, when it comes down to this decision that is. I'm not sure if he's trying to pull one on us. But, um, in the end of the day, you want your ace at home. I don't know why you're going to throw him on the road, especially when we have the scouting report. You know when he's ahead in the count, he's going to throw that slider away. And when he's going to try to – Yep. You know, when he's going to try to strike, out, he's going to throw that curveball. So, you know what's coming. I, I'm happy he's going to throw him on the road. And in a hostile environment, and with how our boys just did in game three, they're they're fully ready. And I just see this as, you know, a moment where Tim and the boys are going to say, throw your best because we're ready. We're ready for them, and we're going to take this. And we're coming to Houston, and all we have to do is win one on the road. That's all you have to do is win one on the road. And it's not the first time we had to win a big game on the road in the playoffs in Houston. Yeah, We've already done well, that. Yeah, we got
1: you to really
3: had to win. It, you had so. to win on you had to win on the road to advance anyway after going down 0-2. So let's do it. Also, and, and Vinny, chime in, man.
2: Lance Lynn was available last night in the bullpen. That came out. So to me, the only two pitchers who are unavailable in my book are Michael Kopech and Lucas Giolito. Other than that. Go win the game. If you think Cease is a good matchup, right back to him. He only threw what forty something pitches yesterday. The rain off yeah, the rain. The rain delay helps Cease Tapera and Bummer more than anyone. Yes, the Astros are going to start um, McCullers as a result of the rain delay. It was going to be the other guy, but I think it helps more White Sox individuals than anything else because if Bummer and Tapera can pitch like they did yesterday. You could go Rodon, Bummer, Para Kimbrel Hendricks, or Bummer, Para Hendricks. However, it may work, but I don't know. I think Aaron Bummer and Tapera getting that extra day off, definitely a good thing. Oh,
3: big time. And those guys were dealing yesterday, as Vincent says below. Bummer was amazing. Tapera looked great. You know, it's great stuff to see. I will say the one thing that hurts us with with the extra day, is I feel like we lose a little bit of that momentum that we had, right? You know, I feel like, you know, this team was firing on a high, and I still think they are, and I still think that we have the advantage. But I feel like if this game was today, I think they might have had a little bit extra because, you know, everyone still – I still feel it in my veins, Vinny. I'm sure you do. I, I can still feel it pumping through me, and I can't wait to get back tomorrow. I'm just hoping that that momentum stays where it was. And I, I feel like it could, but that might be the
2: only way that this rain delay would would hurt us. Can I make a counterpoint? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. And like you said, I wish I can rev- relive last night at least once a year for the rest of my life. That was one of the funnest nights I've ever had. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Ask me in five years, what was the most fun? Unless I go to a World Series game or something and it's equally as loud. But the only thing I'll say we're lucky it's back at home after a rain delay, right? So they can recapture that momentum lost. And then there's no day off now in between games four and five, if they force one. So let's say they recapture that momentum that you're talking about tomorrow. Then you're playing, you know, 24 hours later with that momentum instead of 48 hours later. So it could work out in your favor that way as well. So let's just hope that's the case.
4: I'm just going to so, man. I think, that was ahead, a four Joshua. hour game that was a four hour game. How late that How longer than that time yeah, longer than that, yeah, by the time that those players got home, like it was a really quick turnaround, and today, I'm really happy the rain came, gave us extra rest and just imagine being the road team, having to come back for another game on you know here in Chicago to face this hostile environment with the fans and all. I'm sure they want to get out of here pretty quick and get back to Houston because. It's going to be a battle, and I don't think they're ready for it, quite frankly, to be honest.
3: Yeah, and, and frankly, I, I want a primetime Game 5 game against the Astros in Houston. I mean, I want every bit of that, but I don't want to look too far in advance. I want to look at tomorrow. Let's take it, like, like like we've said from the beginning, let's take it one game at a time, and let's do this. And I know we're super pumped up. I know Vinny and I will be back at 35th and Shields tomorrow for game four of the ALDS. Uh, I, I think a handful of other people that we know are going to be there. I'm drawing a blank at the top of my head, but uh, we have a guest coming on in a few minutes. She should be here relatively soon. So Alyssa Bergamini is going to be joining us. She is a stadium host for your Chicago White Sox, and she was doing a great job yesterday uh, keeping this blackout, keeping the crowd fired up, uh, exciting stuff. We'll get to her shortly. Uh, Before she comes on, I will play a video of a little video I took of when the blackout first started. Vinny, Vinny, before Alyssa comes on, let's talk about that moment. They They play this awesome video montage. You know, it's getting everyone amped up. Then Lucas Gilito just pops up, and he goes, it's time for the blackout. Lights out. And then the whole stadium goes black. I mean... How awesome was that, Vinny? Because like, I can't even describe in words how cool that was. Uh, The Blackout was an amazing, amazing game. Uh, We could actually get back to this part of the conversation uh, in just a few minutes, Vinny. I'm actually going to play that video I was talking about, and then we'll bring on our guest. So this is a little video I took right after the Blackout, uh, right when it was starting yesterday. And uh, just to give you guys who couldn't be in attendance a feel for what this felt like, uh, it was it was so energetic. Take a look at this video because I want to inject this directly into my. I mean, the energy was unmatched, and it was one of the coolest moments ever. It's hard to fully capture it in a video without being there. It was a sea of black. It was unlike anything I've ever seen before. And we have a special guest here who helped keep everyone fired up, your stadium host from the Chicago White Sox, Alyssa Bergamini joining us again. (laughs) And uh, how awesome was that yesterday, Alyssa? It was wild.
5: That was insane. I could not have drew that up any better. I My voice is a little raspy from yesterday, and I've worked so many games. That, Like you said, this was so electric. It was so different than simply anything we've ever been a part of at Guaranteed Field. It was crazy. I, I feel like hungover from literally yesterday, and I did not even drink. It was like the adrenaline of it all. We really like got this high, and then I came home at like, a little bit past midnight, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself right now. I cannot simply just go to bed. <laughs> so I made a case of DMs, dad. <laughs> uh,
3: that's, that's a good alternative. But, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, it, you have this long game. It's, it, we talked about the roller coaster. We're down big early. The boys come back. You know, f- what was that like kind of riding that wave with everyone else? Because, you know, I don't know about you, but when Lori Legend hit that bomb, the dead center, That place exploded. What was that like for you?
5: So I really, the whole game for me, I'm so focused on where my next hit is going to be. Sure. And yesterday I had a hit in almost every inning, every half inning. So I was focused on where I was going to be at first, but I also wanted to watch the game. So just that whole pregame ceremony, I was... I was not expecting all of that. Like, I do my game day rundown on the field. After I do that, I kind of get my own jitters out. And then they did that whole blackout scene. And even though I knew that was happening when it actually happened and everyone was so loud, I feel like people were fired up since that. So, you know, I'm doing all my heads first inning, second inning, and then you're like, oh, no, here comes the third inning. And so, again, like you were saying, the roller coaster, I was probably – I'm not kidding you, in 15 to 20 different spots throughout the duration of the game. So every spot I was like, "Oh, I don't think I like it here because uh, we're not doing well. So I'm just going to move somewhere else. So that's how I was really playing off the game. And if I liked a spot and if my hit was there, I'm like, I'm going to stay here until I have to go to my next hit. So really like every, like the Larry home run, that was, I was about to go on the dugouts and throw out the t-shirts in the fourth inning. So I just remember I was standing during that point, I was like kind of on the top of the concourse so I could see everyone and everyone was jumping up and down and screaming. Even the GSRs were going crazy. So uh-huh. just every inning was so different. And obviously later in the game was better. But again, like even the first inning, it was uh, one nothing. Like we started out hot and then it was a little bit more that second and third inning when I was a little bit more quiet and we were like, oh no, let's not do that.
2: That's awesome. So, as crazy as it was, like for the White Sox fans, for the White Sox themselves, it got a little hostile there for the Astros players. You yeah. want to talk about how things were from your point of view with the cheater chants and people booing oh. Altuve? Got a little profane towards the end of the game with the crowd?
5: Yeah. So, at the beginning, I, when everyone was booing them as they took the field, when they were doing the lineup and Gene was announcing them, I was on the field. So, I could not boo because I didn't want to be that visual person and boo but inside (laughs) I was booing Mm -hmm. but then later on in the game when people were saying like fuck y'all too whatever like saying all these profanity and all this all these swear words I was by a group of kids and I'll never forget it was they're probably eight nine ten years old and they were chanting along with it and it was, I thought it was so funny. And I know, like, I shouldn't be saying that's funny that a kid is saying the F-word, but they were loving their uh, life.
2: Oh, it's funny. Like, I think the funny. parents
5: were like, whatever. Like, obviously, they brought them to this game. Um, there was one Astros fan, and I want to say it was section maybe like one, like 25, like something around there. And he just stood up and he turned around and he's like, You guys call us the cheaters, you guys threw your own World Series. Like, seriously, that was from the 1900s, yeah. Yeah, 1908.
2: Or something. Nobody alive saw that.
5: Yeah, one of you, know, <laughs> seriously, none of us were alive for that. So then some other guy standing up and he was, yeah, a White Sox fan <laughs> stood up and he was like, I remember my first beer. So it was actually really funny. And sometimes I could get mad about that stuff and people were like, don't throw that guy a shirt. I'm like, I would never throw that guy a shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't do throw
5: anything from me. <laughs> Well it was all, you know, fun games since we were winning at that point, but I think if, if the tables were turned it would not have been funny. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, I I could totally see that. And you know, you you had a, a you posted something great on Twitter, Twitter a great sign from a fan today. Yeah. You know, talk, did you get did you get to meet him at all at the game yesterday or did yeah, you just so see I that on Twitter afterward?
5: I didn't realize that he was on TV, so I was happy to see that he also got a lot of FaceTime on Fox network. Um, I was in the scout seats and he was just holding a sign up and I was like, Hey, I want to give you this t-shirt. Can I take a picture of your sign? I love it. So I just took a picture and tweeted it out. And then I saw that he was the kid that was shown on Fox and I guess they cut back to him and he was falling asleep. That's why he's holding it like sleeping. I mean, it was seriously such a long game. So I just, I don't it know. was
2: a long game. It was. And that was like the third most viral thing to go crazy from that game last night yeah. I think we all know what number one is but number two was definitely Mr yeah. Mr wizard man Mr wizard voodoo guy? <laughs> yeah the guy with the cane
5: yes that I, guy, I read an article on that
2: there were articles there were videos like this guy was all over Twitter and Facebook people are texting me like you need to get the cane guy on your podcast I'm like I don't know how to get this older guy on my I'm podcast sure, like,
5: I'm sure you could maybe after tomorrow or you know when he had a lot of media attention today I know he was on 670. Um Chicago Tribune <laughs> went out and did a story on him. He has all these. Did you see the professional photos of him?
2: Yeah, and like his kids call him. Yeah, King they're all awesome. And all this stuff. Like this. This. Yeah, we need yeah. this guy in our lives.
5: I love that he is also from the north side. He's from Northbrook. Or yeah, I think yeah, it was Northbrook. Northbrook. Glenbrook, <laughs> one of the brooks. Yeah. Um, so that makes it even sweeter that he's from the north side, and he's like, oh no, I'm I'm a Sox fan. My dad raised me as a Sox fan, and then he's just twirling his cane, and now. I know he got tickets to Game Four, so.
2: Yeah, when the Sox put wait, that on. Twitter, I
5: need to see him tomorrow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's, he, a wanna, that's a guy you want to. That's a guy you want to have on the jumbotron. We having him play the the game on the phone where you hit the baseball. <laughs> we need that guy playing that game. Big fly. He'll win. Yeah, he'll win. <laughs> big, big fly, player, big fly.
5: That's, that's my favorite promotion. Even though I never know who wins because it's all the you know the names up on the board, so I don't actually get to meet them, but. I always try to promote it because I'm like, you guys can literally win two round trip tickets. All I do is play this phone game. And, and I know it's not easy because people tell me they're like, that was It's hard. It, it is hard. hard. I've played it yeah. once or
2: twice. I've most of the time, a few times. Most of the time I don't even do it just because I don't want to get mad and like, yeah. not be good at it.
5: Yes. But I'm always like, just, just try. You're on your phone anyways. Just give it a go. Why not? And there here's
3: you. Kane Guy for everyone that Kane didn't guy. get
2: to see him.
5: I think his name is Tim Holt. I could be a little bit off on that.
2: Holt is definitely right for Holt, sure. Okay.
5: Okay. a yeah. big fan of him.
2: Yep, me too. And the fact that his yeah, kids call him Gandalf is just the funniest thing about oh him. Oh,
5: my gosh. I love it. I love yes. I think it was on the score today. They asked, like, where did you get that cane? And he was like, I got it in Wisconsin. It's just looks <laughs> good." And he was explaining, like, just all about the cane. That's awesome. <laughs> I would have thought. <laughs>
3: Alyssa, I got to ask because my my wife texts me during the show and she's like, please tell me, ask Alyssa, where did she get that necklace? Because I need
5: it. Oh, this is from boyfriend Matthew Rooney. He gave it to me two days ago and he's like, I know, obviously, you're excited about all this. And I (laughs) it yesterday. So I'm, and he got me this one too. But I think I like, you know, the White Sox one, we got to keep this one going. I'm wearing it tomorrow. This is, I, I wish I could wear my same outfit from, yesterday because i feel like that was all good luck
2: do it do it
5: no they'd be like this girl needs uh, to add some more clothes to her wardrobe
2: honestly (laughs) you're not going to be the only one you see this jersey right here it's going with me to the stadium (laughs) tomorrow and it was there with me yesterday why would i not wear it it's just a modata jersey
5: but it's a blackout jersey i'm not overly superstitious but i feel like in scenarios like this you are like i have to do i have to do this right way
1: Nathan, you...
5: I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask Matt where he actually got it. I know when someone was like, "Where did?" You... When they asked Matt, "Where did you get?" It? He's like, "I just googled it." <laughs> so <laughs> I'll get back to your wife on that. <laughs> awesome. Were you by any Thank chance
2: you. at the game, the blackout game in 08? I know it was a while um, ago now. I was not. Okay. I wish uh, I was. But me too. I'm just always curious for people who got to attend both and see if there were any differences, differences. or similarities.
5: Yeah, some of the employees that I work with at White Sox that have been there for a while, you know, they were like, oh, this is, you know, I also worked in 2005 or 2008. I don't know. I, I just feel like now it maybe seems a little bit different just because of the rebuild and, hey, Matt, a million percent wearing the same clothes tomorrow. <laughs> Superstition. <laughs> um, I, I think it may be just because there was more hype. Surrounding you know this team, not that it wasn't in two thousand and eight, but I just could tell from employees working there too. Like think about just all these past few seasons, working all of these eighty one home games, and then you get to this, and again, like last night was just epic. It was so fun. I, I cannot stop watching videos on it.
3: Yeah, I've been looking through my phone all day doing the same the same yeah. thing. You know, you just can't get enough of it. Yeah, um, you know. And I know you're, you're getting ready. You get, you got tomorrow. I know Vinny and I are both going to be there as well. You know, how how are you feeling about tomorrow?
5: I'm feeling good. I'm, I obviously would have loved today for today to have happened, but it would have not been great for us all to be sitting out there in the rain to begin with. We cannot control the weather. I'm sure that the players enjoy the game off. Like they've just been on this grind. Like, who doesn't like a day off of work? Everyone likes a day off of work. And I think oh, they yeah. are so electric still from yesterday. And it was a quick turnaround, you know, from yesterday's four and a half hour game to then yeah. being back at the ballpark. Not that it's, oh, my God, it's so early, but still it's a day game. Um, so I'm feeling good. Rodan, uh, he said in that one video, he was like, I, you know, been waiting for this. This is all I wanted to see. So that's good to hear from your starting pitcher that he is excited. So I think if they're excited, obviously the fans are excited. And I think they felt that energy from us. Um, I mean, just from all the interviews, Tony LaRussa is saying that he's just never seen something like that. And think about all the games he's managed. And even Dusty Baker is saying the same thing. So I'm feeling good. I'm glad that we're home tomorrow. And um, then I guess we're going to go back to Houston. Let's say that.
2: Absolutely. And in order to go back to Houston, they're going to have to beat Lance McCullers, who was just yeah. so good in game one. Me and Joe were talking earlier. We kind of think it's a better idea for the White Sox perspective to face him at home.
5: Yes. That's rather exactly than on the road if you're so. going to
2: face one of those elite guys. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. So what do you think's going to happen with that? And Rodon versus McCullers has got to be so exciting to watch.
5: I'm just hoping the fans could boo uh, the Astros again, because I think that got in their head.
2: So so I just hope for that. (laughs) When Altuve was hitting, he looked like he was all out of sorts. And I know we always pick on Altuve. There were other guys involved like Bregman and, you know, even guys who are gone now like Springer and stuff. But it just seems like you're right. They definitely got in their head.
5: Yeah. Um, There was even some guys sitting behind me, White Sox fans, screaming things at Altuve that I shall not repeat because I'm going to be ladylike here. But I was – Laughing my ass off listening to it. And I swear El Tuve could hear him because these were the scout seats and they were so close. So I've never been on an MLB team, but I can only imagine that getting in your head. And he's always one that's up to the plate, and you're like, oh shit, like let's let's hope he just doesn't get on base, doesn't get a home run. He just is one to not reckon with. Um and yeah, I'm confident in Rodon. I think that is a good game four starter. Um, obviously McCullough's Beat us a lot in game one, but I think this could be a good revenge game.
3: Yeah, these these boys are ready for tomorrow. They're they're yeah. coming out hot. Keep those bats hot. There's been a yes. little bit of you know I feel like this, there's been a little bit of a shift with the narrative, and I I just had to ask, it a question in the chat. You know, what do you make of the whole comments from Tapera about the sketchy stuff going on still in Houston? Uh, is it a still a distraction, or do you think their boys are going to quiet the noise tomorrow?
5: I hate seeing the comments now that the Astros are making and just saying like, Oh, don't be, a, you know, you could, you could talk all that. Like it's giving them mo- more motivation. And I hope that's not the case. I
4: agree.
5: Uh, so that a little bit, I was like, Ooh, I-, I felt like he wanted to say it though. And I feel like there were other MLB players that kind of backed him up without really, you know, truly backing him up. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, Once a cheater, always a cheater. Can we use that even though the white, (laughs) as I just mentioned, White Sox did that many moons ago, but that was, of course, a very different time. So I don't know if I'm happy that he said it, but like I was just saying, I think he wanted to say that and he's a good baseball player. So he obviously can see what's happening. He's the one on the field. He can see, you know, see and hear whatever he thinks he's seeing and hearing.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. You would certainly think he wouldn't just say like he definitely believes this whether he's right or wrong. Right. um, Unless he's trying to get in their head, which I don't know.
5: I don't think that would be a good tactic, though. Wouldn't that piss you off if someone was saying you're cheating and then you're like, well, watch me. I'm just going to win.
2: Oh, yeah. If people thought I was cheating in any walk of life and they thought I wasn't doing it the right way, but I knew in my heart I was then I'd be like, I'm just going to go do it 10 times better, especially in your stadium.
5: Right. I mean, the fact that he was saying that it was just such a different ball game from the two games in Houston to the one game here in Chicago, I, that is telling and that is saying a lot. And again, he's the knowledgeable one out there, so I I could believe him. I'm not totally on either side here, but I could, you know, definitely see where he's coming from. Absolutely. We'll have to find out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) it it
3: definitely helps. It helps. It helps raise the stakes. And uh, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's, it's going to be an awesome day tomorrow at 35th and shields. Everyone's going to be fired up. Alyssa's going to be pumping up the crowd. Eventually she'll be tossing out t-shirts to the loudest fans. And most of all, that's right. Most of all, she'll be helping fire up everyone to get them ready to move on to Houston for game five. We're going to be positive. We're feeling it. Uh Alyssa, before we let you go, anything else that you want to spotlight going on tomorrow or any last comments before we let you get some rest before the big day? And are we getting another playoff towel? <laughs> I don't
5: this one. Yeah. I, I, got, I, I got mine
2: handy too. We all got them. <laughs> Love it. Uh, upside down.
5: Upside down.
2: Yeah, upside down and I backwards. I saw a few
5: <laughs> when I was leaving the ballpark on the floor that I know people accidentally dropped. And if it wasn't for COVID, I would have taken them because these you, are precious gems.
2: You don't want to know the worst place I saw one.
5: Oh. <laughs> I think I – think.
2: i I'll just say I think a male Astros fan
5: exposed oh, the no. in
2: the place. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool.
1: Come on, I'm dead serious. I, I was
2: going to gonna take a picture of it and put it on Twitter, but I didn't want my bosses at Fairside <laughs> to yell at me for posting pictures of urinals.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, that one could stay in there. Yeah, that's for cool. real.
1: Yeah.
5: Um, I guess what I can promote that I will be talking about tomorrow my game day rundown. I'm sure you guys have heard if there's first game certificates, so it's usually for kids, like when yeah. it's a first game. For adults, too. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing first game playoff certificates. And you could customize. So if you have a nickname, you could put your nickname on it. I, I do have mine, but I left it at the ballpark so that I wouldn't forget it for tomorrow. Um, But it's in section 159. It's called the White Sox Rookie Corner. So you just go up, say your name. It'll say the date October. If you want to use the date from yesterday when you were there or if you want to use tomorrow's date, whatever you choose. So that I think is cool because it's free and you could customize it. And it's yeah. a way to commemorate, you know, your playoff experience.
2: Absolutely.
5: Yeah. So I think that's something that people don't know about that should. Um, I'm going to be at Beggar's Pizza Pub, Lay It On Thick, always talking about that place, Goose Island, Elkar. You guys all know oh, about yeah. that place. Oh, yeah. so just hyping up all those areas, and I need everyone to bring the same energy that was yesterday that is yes. hard to talk Especially that now it's going to be a day game, but I don't actually think people care what time of day it is. It's a playoff White Sox game. So if you didn't take off work, take off work and go to the game tomorrow.
2: That was my favorite thing I, I did all day today. <laughs> I saw on your Instagram story, yeah. you just telling people, like, I'll take off work. You only yeah, I had it. a few people message it.
5: me, and they were like, I actually needed this because I was just talking about this and wasn't sure if I should do it or not. And they're like, I'm just going to take off work.
2: That's what we're here for, to help people realize, like, you know, you're a White Sox fan. How often does this happen? This is the first time since 08 that they're hosting that's a playoff game. Often. That's what I'm Exactly. Thinking. Like, we're hoping it starts to happen often. Yeah. yeah. But for right now, like, enjoy it. And I'm going to be pumping the tires all morning tomorrow. I cannot wait. I'm so excited.
5: I know. And it's an earlier game. Um, but I think that's going to – it's all going to play in our favor. And hope you'll advantage. Let's, let's, you know, rally exactly how we did. Yesterday. I keep thinking, I'm like, what day was I at that game? Oh, yeah, that was just (laughs) yesterday. Yeah. But it feels like that was the whole Sunday. It didn't feel like a Sunday to me because, obviously, anytime we're there on a Sunday, it's a day game. So the whole day just felt weird. And I was ready for, like, so many hours. (laughs) Like, so do I go to the ballpark now? It did feel weird.
2: I realized it was Sunday when Gene announced it for God Bless America. I'm not even kidding. I looked at my brother who I was at the game with, and I was like, (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, Sunday. it's Sunday.
5: This everything's been off. Even Thursday and Friday, I based my whole day. I'm sure you guys did too. My oh, yeah. whole days around those games. And those were oh, yeah. like off times too. I'm like, so that wasn't the weekend. Now we're here Sunday. Monday's a game. Wait, now it's not. Now it's Tuesday. The days just don't even matter. I'm just like, is it game three, four? Here we go. Game four.
2: Yep. Saturday was like the worst day of the week. It's normally the best. It was the worst by far.
5: I know, but at least you guys had we had a lot of football.
2: Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Like hey, aren't you kind of happy? Your, your Iowa them. Hawkeyes pulling out the yes. big bag, huh?
5: I know. I People actually keep asking. They're like, that was such a good game. I'm like, I know, but I was so focused on Sunday, the White Sox game. I was having a hard time just totally enjoying that. I'm like, that's great. Go, go Iowa. But my allegiance is way more towards White Sox. Absolutely. That's more like, for me, I'm like, the more they win, the more games I work. That's my job. So let's keep yep. that going. I will and, to pay them money still.
2: Exactly, and like three hours before the game started, you guys were put number two. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty sweet." Yeah, A Midwest flavor in the
3: college football. Go, we'll
5: take it. Absolutely. And did well, you guys see where you guys are sitting tomorrow?
3: I will be in one fifty-three. Okay. Section one fifty-three, like the, the the second or third row from the top.
5: Yeah.
1: Okay. So,
2: and Vinny, I don't I don't know where Vinny. is. I'm going. way up high tomorrow. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in five something. Okay. I don't even know. I gotta look at my ticket. I yeah. I, and I had never taken in a play or a game at all from yeah. up there in my whole life. And I went up there yesterday and I was like, this is actually pretty cool.
5: It, it really is. It's a very good vantage point. Yeah. Obviously, the big screen is huge, so it's easy to, you know, wherever you're sitting, watch from there as well, or watch yeah. plays, highlights, whatever mm. has, the scoreboard. Um, yeah, I, I think all the I mean, I'm very biased, but I don't feel like it's one of those parks where you're sitting in a terrible seat. It's not like no. regular where you're like in front of a, a pole and you can't see anything at least yeah. a guaranteed rate. You can be all the way on 500 in the you know right field corner and you can still see the game.
2: Exactly. The only thing I'm worried about, I want to get one of those playoff certificate things. I'm going to have to yeah. have someone. You
5: get- There's also on 500 level. It's behind the guest relations booth.
2: Okay, good to
3: We're know. Really good to know.
5: Home
2: so good to know. So you just go to the big gift shop up there, and it's just to the left.
5: Yeah, right. it says, it'll say guest relations. I'm
2: for sure getting one. I know I'm way too old for that stuff. No, <laughs> are you kidding me? I
5: have two already. No, I love it. I yeah, love it. I wish I had but, it with me, but you guys,
2: you guys get
3: the gist. Yeah,
5: <laughs> and
3: and I gotta say, the trivia question yesterday was about as easy as it gets. The I answer was play. El Duque. El Duque, yeah. I, I think everyone in attendance knew that one. Yep. Know, like, all year know. they've been so hard. Yeah.
5: yeah, I know. But sometimes with those ones, especially, like, you, I, I don't ever tell the contestants the answers. I just – I don't think it comes – I'm not trying to be rude or mean. It just doesn't come off as authentic. I'll do here and there. And this one, obviously, was on the big board. So I think we were just like, pay attention if there's a question up on the board. Um, and then there's also one tomorrow that's also about 2005 so pay attention to that too
2: all right good
3: to know Yeah. Getting, getting good early. yeah. insider tip guys for tomorrow's trivia go. question yeah. brush up on your 05 white socks yes. <laughs> uh, Aly- Alyssa it's it's always a pleasure having you on the show I appreciate oh, you jumping five. on last minute I know the game got canceled and I'm like Alyssa, yeah. talk about. Can you talk about the blackout? That'd be awesome. So thank I you. I talk about
5: all this stuff all the time. That's all I do. I just talk about it, live it, wish for it again. Yep. We just the game was postponed, canceled. Uh, me and the you know pride crew game presentation team. We just went to Buffalo Wings and Rings. So we there were like letting some beer towers at like eleven a.m. We're like, this, <laughs> is, this is fun. And then we're like, okay, we're all tired. Let's leave. <laughs> We got a game tomorrow.
2: That's how I handled it. I was halfway there. I live in the yeah. Northwest suburbs. I was halfway uh-huh. there. I'm like, I'm going home to take a nap.
5: That's I know. what I'm doing. I know. Yeah. At least it was called. A, I think it was better that it was called how it was, as opposed to us all being in the ballpark.
1: Yep. You know, oh, using, absolutely. parking
5: tickets, spending money on beer, drinks, and then heading home. So, yep. Exactly. We'll take that as a positive.
3: We'll save all the money for tomorrow. And, yeah, uh, and, and, and all the good vibes. But uh, Alyssa vibes. again, thank See you, all you all so vibes. much.
5: Thank you guys. Yes, we're feeling struggle. all the good vibes.
3: Uh, go on. I'm oh, i am just sure. to say we'll save all the good vibes for tomorrow. Uh we look forward to seeing you on the big screen. And uh let's let's bring home that win and let's go you back go to Houston.
5: Let's go to Houston. I can't I can't believe, you know, I want to go back to Houston, but yeah, we want to go back to Houston.
2: Absolutely. Okay. Good, luck yeah, good luck tomorrow.
3: One game at a time. Yeah, good luck. See you tomorrow. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks again, Alyssa. All right, bye-bye. Go White Sox. Alyssa Bergamini, everyone. Make sure you give her a follow on Twitter at Alyssa Bergamini. Also, she's got a Facebook page and Instagram. Alyssa is the best. I literally messaged her right after I found out the game got rained out today. And almost immediately, she's like, yeah, you know, I'll come on. I'm like, great. And here we go. And she talked about it. And, you know, Alyssa is the best of the best. And if you ever run into her, you know, snap a picture. She is like the nicest person in the world. So Alyssa, thank you from the bottom of our heart. We appreciate it that by the way, she holds the record. She's a three-time guest on South Sitman during our inaugural season. So uh, Alyssa, you are at the top of, of, of our guest list and uh, we always love you for it. So thank you for giving us so much time. Vinnie Parisi. I know Chris Gonzalez had to hop off. He's having some technical issues, but Chris, I know you're with us in spirit, but Vinny, how, how you feeling now? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, I cut you off before before Alyssa came on, but you know what was that blackout feeling like when you know Giolito turned off the lights in the building? Uh, it was something special, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it sure was. I was very nervous going into yesterday. Right, the last thing you want to do in baseball or any sport really that you're a fan of is see your favorite team get swept. There's nothing like. Getting a sweep when your favorite team is the one who does it—we've experienced that a couple times as White Sox fans. But when you get swept, it's just the worst. You don't win a single game. There are teams in last place that'll have technically won more games in October than you. Like I think going into yesterday, the Cubs and the White Sox each had two wins in October. You know that tweet would have surfaced if they lost from some hater. Like you just don't want to see that. And so after yesterday. They played a very good game and they gave you confidence that they can do it again. And then if they do it again and you go back to Houston, then you never know what happens, right? A winner take all game seven. You could have one pitcher per inning. Grandal can run into one. Vaughn can run into one An unlikely hero. You can have a Gavin sheets, something the crowd can influence a bad call. Literally anything can go wrong or right in a one game elimination. So that's what makes Wednesday so intriguing if necessary. But I'm not quite as nervous anymore because it's like you either get beat in four games to a team that's superior to you or you go on and beat them. And then you like your chances against since Alyssa came on, the Tampa Bay Rays have tied the game. So we don't know who they would play at all in that series anyway. But you just got to you got to take care of your business and we'll see what happens. So and, you know the White Sox aren't the only ones that take care of business here at the Barroom Network every now and then we got to take care of some business and get paid. So we would like to send you to a quick commercial break.
3: Southburbs hit will be right back. right we are back from our quick commercial break and uh, as you saw there at the tail end you can head over to deepdish barroom slash ballroom and help support all the great shows on our network you can get one of these sweet south verb uh, flat flat rims uh snapbacks vinny's got his bar down hockey which which vinny by the way uh happy hockey eve to you uh hockey returns tomorrow and you know vinny and bar down vinny and joey are going to be covering hockey all year long for you. They covered it all off season long too. I mean, if you don't know Vinny, you know, he covers all sports, but he loves hockey too. So uh, make sure you help support what we do, whether it's South Burbs, bar down, you know, bear football, Dan and Aldo bear their souls, the Barfly tailgate show, fantasy football goon, Greg Gabriel, Mike North advantage, you know, any, any little bit helps us do what we, what keeps us doing what we're doing. So we appreciate any support you can. And uh, as you guys may or may or not have seen on Twitter, our friend Ozzy Guillen, uh, the Ozzy Gian and Ozzy Gian Jr., big supporters of us as well. Uh, Ozzy has worn this hat on the Being Gian show slash podcast. Uh, here's a quick clip of that because, you know, we should probably advertise that. So here you go. I will
2: obviously be a Man, Man fan now. I have a team in England. Um, and then Ozzy's. You like your hat, I guess. Yeah,
3: I love it. Nice. By, the way, it, by the way, how
5: you. how you be excited about some guy you even know go to play somewhere? Just like, just and like when, when is your mom's birthday?
3: Yeah, so make sure you check out uh, La Vida Baseball. And that's where you can see being Gian. I'm also seeing being Gian sometimes on NBC Sports Chicago lately. So uh, make sure you support those guys. The Gian family is a bunch of amazing guys. You got Ozzy Jr., you got Oni, you got Ozzy. They're just all around great dudes, and uh, keep an eye on them because they might be sporting some more South Burb Set Men swag in the future. So, get one to yourself. Get a shirt. Get a hat. Get a sweatshirt. You know, help help us do what we do, and and we love you for it. Whatever you can do, and if you can't give anything, we just appreciate you tuning in most of all. But uh, Vinny, now that we got our sales pitch out of the way, um,
2: I was just gonna say, why wouldn't anyone want to dress exactly like Ozzy Guillen? If that guy says jump, I'll say how high. Like, I love that guy more than I love myself. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He brought a World Series championship to this town. You got to wear what Ozzy's wearing. So get yourself a South Burbs Hitman podcast. And I, or er, podcast, a hat. And I'm with you. Those guys are on NBC Sports Chicago, it seems like all the time. Whenever I go in Chai Socks Bar and Grill, there's Oni Ozzy and Ozzy Jr. on the TV just yapping away. And I love every second of it.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm convinced that I could literally watch Ozzy Guillen every second of every day in a reality show, and I would totally be okay with it. Oh, me too. So, you know, Ozzy <laughs> Ozzy's the best. I could watch Ozzy replays of him getting ejected all day long too. That's some great stuff. I, he needs to be a manager again in, in this league. Um, but I gotta say, I, I'm not mad because I, I love having him doing the pregame because it makes me laugh so much. Um, you know, shout out to Ryan McGuffey and, you know, Chuck Garfine and, and the team over there working with Ozzy. And, you know, it's just amazing stuff that's put on Slav Kovacovic, who was on the show with us as well. Uh, that that crew over there puts together an amazing, amazing pregame and postgame show. So uh, no, and I'm not trying to kiss ass or anything. I, I, I generally love the pre and post game. The only thing I don't love, Vinny, is that theme song. You
2: know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. We agree on, or yeah, we agree on most things, pretty 99% of things. I don't think I've ever had a disagreement with you until now. When I hear that song, I get fired up. I'm like, it's White Sox post game time, unless they lose. Then I never want to hear it ever again. Well, see, it's
3: not that I don't like the song. Overplay. I think it's just that I think it's just burning in my ears. You know, I think it's a little overplayed and maybe it's time to get a, a maybe a different song, but you know, it, it's I, not, you it's know, what
2: I agree thing. with that. Cause there are other things that they do that are cool as well, that you just have heard so many times, like the Lucas Giolito guaranteed rate commercial. Uh, that's, uh, worst is the Worst. Worst Yeah. Like we've all heard that commercial a thousand times. I can't wait. And Oh, Hockey fans are going to love this. I need I can't wait to like tweet this once the bi- white baseball season's over for the White Sox or just in general. Um they made a guaranteed rate hockey commercial with Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche Stop. and I can't wait to share it with White Sox Twitter.
3: I can't wait for you to share it either. Um <laughs> the, the the way I the way I I I describe my hate for the, the pre and post game song our, our buddy travis here says he loves it um yeah and same thing with with vinny I, I agree with vinny it's like when the commercial was scooped there it is and your nfl team is getting whooped um <laughs> nothing gets me going uh, like
2: that that's a different that's different and it, well
3: that one hits on a different level that one below never gets old to me
2: yeah and they played it they played whoop there it is by uh tag team like the original version yeah they played it like two or three times That guaranteed Ray Field yesterday. I don't know if they did. Vincent was there or not, yeah. or if he caught it, but yeah, he was. You, real. you, uh, it's also it's the Cubs home run song, no matter who mm-hmm. hits it, which is kind of annoying. But I mean, a banger is a banger no matter who uses it. Um, for your viewing pleasure, you'll all thank me later. Go on YouTube and type in Scoop, there it is, sequel. They made another commercial, and it is fun. Damn. Oh yeah! Right.
3: I got. I got to do that
2: because all I can think now is chocolate peanut butter cookie
3: dough.
2: Oh yeah, and they're making an it. It is. Oh, okay. and you Sign and you can up. guess what it has in it: <laughs> chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Yep, this is gonna become a singing. Uh, I love it. I'll sing all day long. Yeah, you know,
3: it's just we're we're feeling good. We're we're looking forward to tomorrow. Travis, Sprinkles. Yes.
1: <laughs> Sprinkles! <laughs>
3: uh, but, but what I was going to compare my hate to the pregame show is, <clears throat> you have you ever heard of the Broadway musical Wicked, Vinny?
2: Yes, I have.
3: So there's there's a couple songs in there that are, are pretty famous, you know, Defying Gravity, whatever.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, I, I worked in Broadway in Chicago at Wicked selling T-shirts for like, I don't know, probably four years, maybe four and a half years, right? For multiple days, having doubles all day, listening to the same songs over and over, that burns my soul still to this day. Any Wicked music, any Wicked song, "Define Gravity is probably the only one that I can somewhat somewhat tolerate. But uh, that's my equivalence of the pre and post game show on NBC sports net but that's for chicago but uh that's that's how i feel about it uh your buddy laro on the chat vinny is talking to you about fantasy hockey are you doing fantasy hockey vinny
2: well so i have my league that like i have two leagues i have a league that i've been in for i want to say we're going into year 10 with like the same 10 dudes over and over again and then I have a dynasty league with like people from all over the world where we like sign each other to contracts and stuff like that. But if Laura wants to do a bar room league, I'm down. The problem is we're running out of time. The season starts tomorrow at six o'clock.
3: Yeah, I don't I wouldn't know the first thing about fantasy hockey. I, I know I enjoy watching hockey, but uh maybe maybe next year I'll, I'll after a, a full year of, of bare bar down, I'll be ready for a uh, fantasy hockey league. So, I yeah, think we'll that's think fair. Think about that for next year. It's required. It's required listening for all Solper, sit Sitman listeners and viewers because it gets you ready for hockey season, whether you're a Hawks fan or not. So, and then Travis in the chat says, "Send me an invite if you do." <laughs> all right, Travis. And, and if Travis he sets up a league
2: this, before tomorrow, I'll do it. Uh, I'm going to the game, but I'll auto draft and still win probably. Well, you
3: drafted our barroom fantasy football league from your seats at the at the at the rate, didn't you? I
2: sure did. And what am I three and one or three and two, something like that? I don't know. It's a decent, That's
3: impressive team. stuff. Yeah, and you know we've talked about a little bit of everything so far on the show today, and I know we were, didn't really have a, a concrete format other than we wanted to talk about the blackout, which was amazing, Vinny. I actually do have a couple photos of blackout day of the course of the day. I figure we can mm-hmm. take a look at some of these pictures.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not
3: sure if you saw the guy with the Houston Trash Astros sign. Uh, it's actually really
2: funny. I didn't see him in person, but yeah, I definitely saw that picture, and I just can't believe. Not a lot of people talked about the fact that this is their first time playing a road playoff game with fans in attendance. Like that was yeah, we I attended that, the first. It took ever a toll. One. Oh yeah,
3: Altuve specifically. For those of you who don't know, he went over two. With I think two walks or maybe one walk in this two game, walks. I'm trying to two walks, yeah, yep. But he didn't get he didn't get to. a hit. He's hard to pitch to because he is um very short. Yeah, and I'm and, not. he and
2: Altuve are the same height, but are you really? I'm pretty sure Altuve is like five seven, five eight. He's not as short as people think. Like he just looks really short on television because he's standing next to a six foot six catcher, and you know most umpires are pretty tall. But, like, if he were standing in a crowd, you really wouldn't think he's that short. But he's hard to pitch to relative to other pitchers because, like you said, you know, the strike zone is smaller. And if you put it in a good spot, he's going to hit it to Pluto because he's a really good baseball player. So uh, I'm with you. He's hard to pitch to.
3: Yeah, he definitely is. He looked rattled
2: at points yesterday, though, especially in the later at-bats of the game when the cheat, when the drunkness really started to settle in at guaranteed right field.
3: Yeah, they're going to be ready. The crowd's going to be ready, nice and drunk for him tomorrow, too. Yep. So, uh, you know, Jose's in for a long day. Hopefully we can, you know, make his life hell. Jose Altuve, that is. Of course, Bray, was, you know, we want him to do well. Uh, but I, I was walking in yesterday, Vinny, and I, I took this picture. I, I sent it out on the South Burbs Hitman account. And naturally, uh, all of our Twitter followers in the Twitterverse zoomed in on – in this left-hand hey. part of the screen, there is one guy – in like a a a white slash plaidish shirt and and everyone was like ripping this guy apart i forget um let me see if i can pull it up on my phone really quick but i got so many tweets about this yesterday well anyway someone was like oh you know you got to teach him a lesson for not not following the rules you got to beat him up i'm like oh come on we're not going to beat him up we'll just hurt him a little bit and they're like oh you know you got to blind him at least you got to blind him and show him who's boss i'm like all right, guys, come on. There's a, there was way too many people in the park yesterday that did not get the memo. Yeah, uh, Some people on Twitter were kind of, you know, razzing me saying that, like, oh, you know, that's typical Sox fan. Worried about the jersey, not the, not the product on the field, which I think is total BS. Yeah, I mean, um, is
2: that the case for Penn State's whiteouts mm-hmm. or – Iowa. I don't know if anyone caught the Iowa game. They happen to be playing Penn State, but I, I did catch the Iowa they game. They have like games. certain sections that wear black and certain sections that wear yellow, and it looks like a pattern in the crowd. And like I know in hockey, the Winnipeg Jets do a white out, the New Jersey Devils do a red out. Like there are just so many different themes. So like, get out of here with that jersey crap. That's that's just that's Cub fan talk. Just ripping on the White Sox for caring what other people think. It's like, dude, that's what you do at stadiums.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the stadium was hopping. There's a lot of people, as Vince says, you know, the gate five line went all the way to the red line at 35th, which is true. You know, people are asking what the promo is tomorrow. I believe it's still a black towel, Vinny. I, I have not heard official word, but I would be surprised if they're not handing out more towels tomorrow. Um, yeah. I have a feeling that would probably be the case for all playoff games. If we are so lucky to have more at home.
2: This one has Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez on it. So it would be pretty sweet if we're able to, you know, get, get a different, different players. One. But I mean, if they cool. give us two, I'll just remember that I went to two DS games. Like, awesome.
3: Yeah. And Travis commenting on the people with the jersey talk saying that's hating. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I hate saw it. a
2: guy in an orange Matt Forte jersey. I'm thinking to myself, how, how do you wear a orange matt forte jersey when they're playing the astros who are famously orange
3: somebody at the game in my section yesterday Vinny, was wearing a white justin fields jersey
2: i mean (laughs) at least wear the blue one if you got to wear a bears jersey like at least wear the blue one
3: yeah frank in the chat says the mess with the astros do an orange out tomorrow
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, i love frank he's got He's got some clever ideas over there. I I agree. That'd be really funny. Can you imagine if we just all wore orange?
3: (laughs) I don't think I own anything orange, to be honest with you, Vinny.
2: I'm trying to think of what
3: I might own that's orange. You would have to have a Flyers jersey that's orange, right? My
2: my friend Dylan certainly has some Flyers gear. I don't think... Maybe an old Bears t-shirt?
3: Ah, yeah. Probably one of the old, like, you know, Urlacher days, orange shirts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, like, the Islanders don't wear orange. They have orange in their logos, but... Yeah, I, I'm not sure I have too many things that are orange. I could probably, I'd probably be able to pull off pink better than orange. To be honest with you.
3: Yeah, we, well, we'll do a pink out. <laughs> I'm down for
2: a pink out. It is October, after all.
3: It is. It is October. Maybe, maybe for Mother's Day next year in the ballpark, we'll do. A, we'll try to get a pink out going. We'll talk to Alyssa. That'd be cool.
2: Oh, I'm down for that.
3: No one's done that to my knowledge. So, no, no I seen it were at pink. college.
2: Yeah. We've had it at NIU before. Just everyone wear pink. And then you go out to like the local Walmart and find like one of those $5 pink Hanes t-shirts.
3: There you go. Or you just put your plain white t-shirt in the washer with like a red shirt and, you know, see what happens. tad dye eye action.
2: Now you're speaking my language. How can I get the most out of the laziest? That is definitely my language for sure.
3: Yeah, I... I I would probably just buy a pink shirt, but I, I totally, <laughs> I totally, I would make my shirt pink on accident. Let's put it that way. Fair enough. But we've talked so much about the White Sox. I know we're all ready for tomorrow. I uh, appreciate, sh- <laughs> sorry, Travis, Bart Simpson. It. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, we're we're over the top, excited for tomorrow. Vinny, you and I will both be there. You know, we're bringing the fire. Looking forward to seeing Carlos and, and whatever else. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit. Uh I could see Lance Lynn potentially coming in a relief role in this game, Vinny. You mentioned it earlier. Uh what do you do you think? What two innings? I'd say probably out of Lance.
2: Yeah. Lance's career numbers against the Astros are not good. But also Lance is good. So I trust Lance. And Lance has been our guy all year long. I'm almost in ride or die mode with our guys. Like yeah. Like I'll go down with Lance Lynn as long as I'm not going down with like Ruiz, or like somebody who pitched 17 innings the day before. Like as long as it's not a clearly stupid idea, I'll ride and die with my guys. You put in Lance Lynn and he gives up a bomb to Altuve. I keep saying it, ride and die. Uh, I uh, based on a prediction, I certainly think Rodon will start the game. I'd love to see him cruise four or five, and he did in his last start. Now. It was a Reds lineup that didn't have Mr. Castellanos or Mr. Votto in it. But it's still a major league lineup with good players like Jonathan India and, you know, guys like that. So we'll see how uh, Carlos does tomorrow. The thing about Carlos is when he's on, he's got swing and miss stuff. And I think swing and miss stuff is how you beat the Astros. Someone against them all year. Yeah. And so someone like Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn is a power pitcher. Like he wants strikeouts. He's not necessarily Dallas Keuchel in terms of wanting them to hit the ball, but Lance throws a lot of fastballs. That's where he gets a lot of his strikeouts from. So Carlos Rodon though, he's more of a strikeout pitcher that mixes in the junk and then he'll reach back and throw 98 every now and then that's the, that's the kind of stuff that beats the Astros. So based on a prediction, like I said, Rodon, Maybe see a little bit of Lynn. I'd go right back to Bummer and to Para. and then see what you they, got. They with were so Kimbrough. good yesterday. Yeah, see what you have with Kimbrell. I- I'll always have faith in Dirty Craig. Like you made the trade for him. He's an all-time legendary closer. He's probably second or third greatest closer of all time. If you look at his number, like you don't believe me, go look at Craig's numbers. He's got over a thousand strikeouts in less than five hundred innings. Like, dude's a monster in his career. Yeah. Um, and Liam Hendricks. I mean. He's literally Bobby Jenks 2.0, maybe better.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. He, and Sox and five in the Australian accent that he did yesterday. Uh, so just, great. Just makes me feel great inside. Um, I did want to ask you, Vinny, we talked about Carlos, and you talked about his last start against the Reds. Uh, were you concerned about his dip in velocity? Because I believe he was hovering around 90 in that game, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, I think you know, he touched 93 at one point, but that's still like really low for Carlos. Yeah. So does that concern you? Do you think the time off helped him there? Um, It would concern me if you told me going into that Reds game that it was going to happen. But after the way I saw him handle it against the Reds, kind of makes me think twice about questioning him because he was able to get it done. Carlos knows how to make an adjustment. So when he's not reaching, when he's not getting 96, 97, 98, and perhaps even faster than that, he doesn't crumble. A lot of guys who rely on velocity like that, if they're not hitting it, they might crumble. And I know the Astros right. are a different story. Lineup's insane, one through eight. Um, Their only bad hitter is like their all-world defensive catcher. So, you know, it's a great lineup. Lowe's has his work cut out for him. But if anyone can make an adjustment, it's him. And I saw Frank in the chat mention the second inning. All three games so far has been the White Sox starter looking no-hitter good in the first inning, like nine or ten pitches, three strikeouts, and then in the second inning, all three of them had a bad game and a bad inning. So if we get Los out of that second inning and get him into the third, see what happens from there, and then roll into the bullpen as needed. Take care of business.
3: Let's take care of business. Uh, And I I know originally today, Vinny, the game, you know, we obviously had different starters in place. Uh, The White Sox in today's canceled game were one and a half point favorites, according to Las Vegas. Yep. Tomorrow, they are also considered one. I'm sorry, I lied. They are one and a half point underdogs tomorrow, uh, which I find interesting. But the McCullers edition would probably do that. Yep over under set at eight and a half for this game uh i imagine if the white Sox are going to want to win this game they're going to have to get to mccullers early uh how do you see this game shaking up we, we kind of got to the point where we're going to do our predictions so uh what are you looking at for tomorrow Vinny?
2: yeah um it stinks seeing them be dogs they were favorites going into today as you mentioned it how do I say this? The underdog has lost all three times, which is not good, but that's just not how like baseball works. Where it's a lot that that's going to happen. I agree with you on getting to McCullers early. You might remember a game against Houston at Guaranteed Rate Field. I want to say it was either late July, or no, it was like it was around August. I want to say McCullers was on the mound. It was a Friday night. First two pitches of the game were doubles by Anderson and Moncada. one nothing yep. White Sox. Then McCullers went on to retire like 13 straight batters. And the Astros piled on runs as they do. They're going to score runs tomorrow. Newsflash, spoiler, I'm ruining the movie for you. The Astros are going to score tomorrow. Um, That can't happen this time. If you pounce on them early, keep it going. Keep the bats moving. One through six is unstoppable, normally. Even in the games they lost. They were getting hits. Luis Roberts batting like a billion. Jose Abreu's looking good. Their worst two hitters going into yesterday, I pointed this out to Joey, the worst two hitters going into yesterday were Moncada and Grandal, and they were the two hottest hitters going into the playoffs. But then both of them got going yesterday. Moncada was awesome. Grandal had the bomb. He had a near bomb. And from my seat, it really looked like it could have been a home run until it wasn't and you know keep one through six rolling i'm not sure your opinion on gavin cheats versus andrew vaughn we'll probably see both leary cheats has Garcia, been
3: the hotter hitter that's for sure
2: yeah but andy came through big yesterday with his big double. hit
3: yesterday yeah pinch so hit.
2: um leary legend obviously is gonna play and i take heat for this cesar hernandez would be playing second and batting ninth for me and the reason is he should be his glove. He, yeah. He's his glove and Mendick's glove are similar, right? Both good defensive gloves. Cesar's a better hitter. He's got like 24 home runs this season. At minimum, he has a chance to run into one more than, say, I don't know even who could be playing. Like, I would even say more than Vaughn. Yeah. Or ch- maybe not Sheets, but. Sheets isn't giving you elite defensive second base. When the ball's hit to the second baseman, you know the play is going to be made. So that's kind of my Brilliant. prediction on the whole thing
1: tomorrow.
3: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I, and I wanted to highlight uh, a stat that my my buddy Steve pointed out to me. I went to the game with my buddy Steve and my coworker David yesterday. Uh, Steve texted me today because he knows he knows I'm doing the show. He goes, White Sox pitching has 13 walks in 25 innings. Eight of those walks have gone on to score. White Sox starters specifically, 10 walks in 9.2 innings. Out of those 10 walks, seven have scored. So as Larry says on the screen, we cannot walk Astros tomorrow. That needs to be this team's goal. That needs to be, I mean, I know no one wants to have walks, but I think it needs to be a big focus tomorrow. You got to be I think you have to be somewhat aggressive uh with these guys not overly aggressive like I would argue Lance was argue over aggressive uh in game 1 but you have to avoid the walks because I mean the number of guys that scores that they, they they kill us let's be honest and and Vinny it looks like you had something you wanted to respond to that
2: Yeah it sounds like cliche or like da to say oh you can't walk guys but it's especially true with the Astros when you have 1 through 8 that can get it just a base hit. I mean, they killed the white Sox by a thousand paper cuts in the first two games of the season or first two games of the series. And you know, the saying in baseball today, ball go far, team go far, but not if you're walking guys, then it doesn't matter. I do believe they would have won game two. If Giolito didn't walk the first two batters in the fifth inning and Garrett crochet came in and allowed a base hit, or I think it was a double. And, They tied the game, and from there, it was a disaster. If Giolito doesn't, like, you just can't walk guys. You can't be walking guys, especially on a team like the Astros. Those guys know how to run bases. They know how to have timely hits. And, yeah, I'm with everyone in the chat ripping on the walks. If I'm Carlos, I'm doing what I can to pound the strike zone tomorrow. Make them beat you. Don't beat yourself.
3: Yeah, and he's going to have a lot of movement on his pitches. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, Los is going to have some nasty stuff tomorrow, and uh, let's just hope he's got enough arm to get us through a good chunk of the game. Uh, I feel pretty good about that, and I can't wait personally. But back to my prediction. You know, I'm I'm with you, Vinny. I, I do think that this game, <clears throat> they're going to I think they're going to jump on McCullers early. Uh, I think I think they're probably going to I think it's going to be very similar to yesterday in the terms of they're going to score like one run in the first and be threatening to score, but they're only going to get one and then it's going to go on over the course of the game, you know, dink and dunk here and there over the first couple innings. Uh, I I think it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game compared to last night, Uh, but still over in terms of over with with the bookkeepers. Eight and a Mm -hmm. half is where it's set right now. Uh, I look for the White Sox to win this one. Five to four, Liam Hendricks knocking the lights out to save this game and head to Houston. Uh, I'm taking my chances on my White Sox tomorrow. I'm feeling pretty good about it, Vinny.
2: Yeah, I like that prediction a lot. I'm going to go very similar to yesterday. I got 10-6 I like it. Giving up six is not great, but the Astros are going to score. Got to outscore them. Got to pitch them, too. Like, I, I need to see bummer from yesterday, tomorrow. I need to see good loss. We've only really gotten good loss this season. It's just been whether or not he can pitch physically. And I don't know. I, I, I just think tomorrow's the day they get to McCullers because we're going to help them get to McCullers.
3: I love it, man. I, I feel it in my bones. And most of all, I just want to see the look on Dusty. Well, I can't say I can't see the look on Dusty Baker's face, but I could see it in his eyes. Um, you know, I, I just want to see that. And I want to see that energy drained out of the Houston Astros players face with the dread of having to go into a game five. Um, And let's be honest, if this game ends up being, well, it would be on Wednesday. uh, It would dominate my day. I'd be so darn excited all day long. So let's get there first though, Vinny. You and I are both going to be there tomorrow. We're fired up. We thank everyone for tuning in, uh, especially our guest, Alyssa Bergamini who jumped in last minute after the cancellation to talk about the blackout experience and what's coming up tomorrow at guaranteed rate field. You are a class act Alyssa. And we really, really appreciate all of your time. Uh, Everyone in the chat room, you guys have been great. Vince's prediction 4 two white Sox. Carlos going six. I would certainly love that. If you have any production, if you have any predictions here in the chat, get them in before we wrap the show. We're about to get there, but uh, Vinny, any last thoughts? We'll get the shout outs here in just a few minutes, but you know any any reflecting thoughts before we dive into our day of blackout baseball tomorrow?
2: Yeah, if I'm the Sox, I'm I'm bringing it all tomorrow. Not leave the tank empty and then see what happens in Game Five. You know, um, the Red Sox are 90 feet away from winning the series. Um, if that if you're the White Sox, it's almost got to like motivate you. Like we have a chance. We played well against Boston this year. The Rays was pretty even. They split 3-3, but the White Sox, they played well against Boston this year. And this is your chance. You know, you can do this. It's not unheard of for a team to win two in a row. The White Sox did it a thousand times this season. They sure did. So, you know, go out there with Los. He's been so good all season long. His numbers are like Cy Young good. He's not going to reach the innings. So, and We'll we'll see if he's able to avoid the fatigue and the arm soreness and strike them out in bunches because that's what we need to see. Uh, it'd be nice to see the base paths a little more empty than usual tomorrow. That seems to be what's helped killed the Sox in the first two games, at least and even for parts totally. yesterday. So hit the ball too. Ball go far, team go far.
3: Uh, I mean, I love the mindset there. Let's just make contact. Let's get guys on base, and that's where it all starts. Uh, I saw someone in the chat. I think it was Vincent Tisone. Yeah, it all starts with Tim Anderson. To be honest, I think if Tommy, it, Tommy, if Timmy has a good day tomorrow, I think the White Sox win. You know, per, this and and I, and I don't. I hate to put it all on one person because that's not the case. But you know, Timmy getting on base, leading things off the right way, it's going to make a big difference here. You know. MLB Vinny record
2: and, for most hits in his first six career preseason or six career postseason games. Six yeah, it's unbelievable. Games. Sure is.
3: And we are oh, sorry. We're getting a bunch of predictions here. We'll get the predictions quickly, and then there is one hot topic we didn't talk about yet, and that's White Sox Dave, We'll get to that in just one second before we wrap. I'll let you speak to it, Vinny. Um, but we our predictions coming in. Travis eight seven socks. My dad. Eight five socks, love it. And then Larry. Actually, one more. And and actually, one more thing we didn't talk about is that Grandal move into the baseline. Um, it's just to me that's it's it's very reminiscent of the AJ drop third strike in that Angels series. Um, obviously it didn't cause as much hubbub, but let's be honest, this guy knows how to play the game. You know, did Yaz do it on purpose or not? Yeah, he he, he might have, but. You can't prove it from the video. And uh, it was a smart baseball play. Vinny, I don't know where you land on it, but I thought it was a really smart play from Yaz.
2: It was smart. If they would have called it either way, I wouldn't have been surprised. If they would have called him out, I really wouldn't have been too mad about it. still would have won the game. Yeah, he was out of the baseline. His elbow did lean up a little bit. But it's hard to say there was an established baseline at the same time. So... I I get the call either way. The call on the field was safe at home, so obviously they're not going to overturn it or anything like that. It pissed Dusty off, which is always funny. Mm -hmm. And although there were people in the crowd like, toss him, toss him. I'm like, no, don't toss him. And the the Red Sox advance to the American League Championship Series. They will face the winner of the Houston Astros and the Chicago White Sox for a chance to go to the world series. Back to Grendel. Wow. Back to Grendel. I,
1: yeah.
3: Well, let's, let's see what happens, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I about Yaz, you know, it, it is what it is. We still were going to win the game, so I'm not going to hang myself up on it too much. Yep. Uh, before we get out here, I wanted to ask you, Laurel's asking in the chat, um, Actually, I lost it. And, you know, they wanted to ask if we saw John Cusack in person. Uh, no, I did not see John Cusack, but I know it's been a hot topic him and and, and White Sox Dave get, getting at it. You know, John Cusack's a Chicago fan. and you know, he roots for the Cubs, roots for the Sox, he roots for whatever. Um, for whoever's good. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, he's an actor, he's got a public face, people see him. I don't necessarily fault him for it.
2: Um, no, I don't fault them for it. I fault them for taking offense to like a joke, yeah. But I could see how White Sox Dave could be taken. But have you seen White Sox Dave's band list? Just off the top of my head, a couple people that are on White Sox Dave's band list Domino's Pizza for messing up, um, Sierra Santos's order, (laughs) Wheel of Fortune for not having the White Sox on their all Chicago, uh puzzle uh barack obama for wearing a cubs jersey when they won the world series they're like it's just clearly a joke and you know he's even got like co-workers of his on it i think mike north is on it if i remember correctly and so so john the original this is the thing a lot of people don't understand for the most part those are all people that are like on it to be funny the original point of the band list were people who were like called Moncada a bust after 60 plate appearances or Giolito after his first career start didn't go too well. Like he's a bust. The fail, the rebuild is a failure. This is all like 2017. That was the original point of the band list. And then guys like John Cusack started making it for like wearing a socks hat, even though he's a Cubs fan. So it's all sometimes taken out of proportion, but the whole thing is definitely funny. The video of them getting into it has like 2 million yeah. views on Twitter now. So, I mean, I'm entertained yeah. by it.
3: And and for some reason, John Cusack blocked t- Dave <laughs> yeah, Portnoy. Yeah, Portnoy got blocked. It's it so makes, no, makes no sense. <laughs> so funny.
1: Uh, well, but,
2: you know, his own, I guess.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, I can't wait to see who yells at John Cusack tomorrow, you know? Uh, I'm assuming he'll be at the game. I don't know. Maybe not after all the shenanigans.
2: A Maybe picture we'll of him another... wearing a Cardinals hat did surface today too, which I thought was just so funny because it feeds yeah. into White Sox Dave's narrative just a little oh, bit Oh, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. you know I me, mean? I'm all about a good laugh. Whoever makes me laugh the most is my new favorite.
3: We'll see whatever celebrity sightings we have tomorrow. Maybe there'll be another, you know, celebrity feud for us to talk about.
1: Uh,
2: I did Joe think Mandel I... and Vinny Parisi. That's the two well, celebrities sure. we see tomorrow.
3: Yeah, yeah. If. The day I start referring to myself a celebrity, uh, is the day that I am no longer humble. So I shall never refer to myself as a celebrity. I'll do it for you. Oh, stop! Uh, The only time I ever been confused for a celebrity is when somebody thought I was Seth Rogen and wanted my autograph one time.
2: (laughs) I would have signed it. Oh, I would have signed it. I got recognized at a Sox game and a Cubs game this year. That was weird. No shit. That was weird.
3: That is weird. I if anyone wants an autograph, uh, I'm happy to pass them out, but that's really weird. I can't even imagine anyone asking for an autograph. So
2: yeah, at this point, I'd rather just buy someone a beer. Like, Hey, thanks for listening. That's like, that's if I, I ever I'm got at. to like, if I ever got to like a hundred thousand followers, whatever, I, yeah, I'd be cool with the autograph thing. But for right now it's more like, Hey, thanks for listening. Here's a beer on me.
3: Yeah. I, I, uh, I personally would feel really strange signing an autograph, but you know that's normal for certain people but uh maybe not for me but uh i I agree with you vinny i I love to buy our listeners a drink or 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 sit down and and shoot the shit over a cocktail or a drink in chai socks bar and grill so vinny and i will be around the area tomorrow if you want to reach out and hang out or say hello i'll be there with my wife Catherine. vinny you'll probably assuming you'll be with joey in the upper deck yep yeah so if you're fans of
2: the network we'll be we'll be around uh extra motivation to win this series though are these sweet division series champion hats wow they're cool i want way. are, they, are they snapback uh that i can't tell if we sign off before i'll let you I know i hate it.
3: i hate snapback hats so much i don't know why i'm i'm like the only person and the reason is is like i got my awesome division champs hat i have such don't a massive dome i oh, have a massive dome the i got I get the one clip, yep. And then when you put it on your head, it kind of goes like this, yeah, absolutely. And you look like you're in third grade.
2: Yep, I get that. I get that totally. Um, I Big might have a Red Sox problems. one if the White Sox don't make it. That's how cool these hats are to be.
3: Wow, that's them strong words.
2: Yeah, I like them a lot.
3: Yeah, Travis makes a good point in the chat. Next season, we need to set up a game. Y'all will be at so I can come up yeah we will absolutely have to do that no question and uh yeah maybe uh we'll get a little get together local beers on my friend dylan my friend dylan will
2: buy you beers yeah sure (laughs) no but
3: (laughs) dylan's like what did i sign up for
2: (laughs) i I didn't ask his permission i'm I'm telling him
3: (laughs) yep and then travis says he's the same way it's got to be fitted yeah, the, the, only, the only snapback hat that I wear, and this is not li- – I'm literally not saying this because it's branded South Burbs Hitman. You can see it on my head. This one actually fits me. And I got two snaps on the back.
2: It's because Aldo knows all the big-headed guys work at Barroom Network because our brains are just so huge. So he orders them a little extra big. Dude, it's literally
3: funny you said that. I was talking – I think I was – who was I talking to the other day? Uh oh yeah, I was talking I was talking to uh my buddy Steve. I went to the ball game with, and I was like, dude, I have such a monster head, I wear seven and five eighths. He goes, dude, did you you got the brain to fill it out, man. I'm like, Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Big,
2: big head, big brain. That's what I always say. Big brain Vin, big brain Joe.
3: That's right. We bring we bring the brains to the White Sox conversation, and uh we're hoping that we have a, another show next week with great news. Um you know, we'll probably – let's be honest. We'll probably do an emergency pop-up if certain things happen. We'll figure it out. Uh, I'm not going to say what those things are because, you know, I don't want to jinx anything. But we're both going to be there tomorrow. We're looking forward to ALDS game four. Los on the mound. These boys ready to go, Vinny. Um, I'm just ready for it, man. I get, We got to get to bed because we got to be up early to get to the park and ready to rock and roll for game four. Uh, we've reached the shout out portion of our show, Vinny. So I'll let you take it over first. Uh, Obviously Gonzo had to take off technical difficulties, but Gonzo we're thinking of you and we will definitely talk to you in the coming weeks. Same thing with Steven Zim's neverman, who couldn't be with us tonight, but obviously both those guys rooting for the white Sox as well. But Vinny, what do you have for shout outs, buddy?
2: Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that this isn't the last time we have white Sox games to preview on the show, but just for, you know, to be proper, I'll shout out everyone I attended a game with this season. There have been many of you, but and every single person I've been to a game with this season holds a very special place in my heart. And that, that's you, obviously. Um, I can't thank you enough for the time I accompanied you in a game and we had a great time. I know there's going to be many more years of this to come. Yes, sir. Um, my parents, my brother, Joey, you know, my friend Dylan, my cousins, Nick, Frank, Mark, um, You know, there are just so many people I've been to games with this week. I'm not going to go on and name every single one of them. We'll be here forever. But, you know, I appreciate it. And it's been a great time. Gonzo, of course. I missed the one with Zim, which kind of bugs me. But maybe we'll get him in town next summer. Um, So, yeah, anyone who attended a White Sox game with me. And if you're listening to this and you go, wow, I didn't attend a game with Vinny this season. What an a-hole I am. Well, maybe it's my fault, too. So let's change that next summer and make a memory.
3: That's right. And let's be honest. You're probably going to be at the game tomorrow. Go find Vinny or go find myself. And then you could say you attended a game with us and we'll do it again next year. We can promise you that much. Absolutely. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this because I should have did it when Gonzo was here. But Vincent DeSone called it up here in the chat room. Can we mention how I got my first White Sox win of the season last night? That's right, listeners. The curse of the Bambino has been broken. So you can no longer blame anything on me. The White Sox have been freed of the demon. And now I like to think of myself as a good luck charm.
2: Absolutely. There's no other way you should view it. You are the man. You're undefeated in the postseason. And your first win of the season couldn't have come at a better time. So Curse of the Bambine Joe, more like Curse of the Bambine. No. Uh I like it. Get out of here with that. That's
3: it's like you, you signed me up for that stuff, man. I, I got to get those dad jokes in my back pocket anyway. So
2: yeah, I'm not uh, even I like was... close to being a dad yet either. And you're a lot closer than I am, which shout out to you and the fam. But like, yeah, we're going to have to, I'm going to teach you dad jokes. I got them covered.
3: My, my wife actually for father's day this year, got me a book of dad jokes. So <laughs> I, would probably, I,
2: just... I would probably laugh way too hard at these things.
1: Oh, they are. I
3: would. They are excellent and I'm just working on memorizing them. So very uh, good. We'll, we'll, I'll bring a few of them to our next show, regardless of the outcome, because let's be honest, you always need a good joke. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I, I got my first win. So I feel good about that. <laughs> uh, huge shout out, uh, of course, to Alyssa Bergamini for joining us tonight. Uh, fantastic guest as always. Looking forward to seeing her at the park tomorrow. Uh, Vinny, I'll give you a huge shout out, man. You were a great addition, you know, about a quarter of the way through the season. And uh, we've never turned back. You know, I love talking ball with you. You know, you fit in like a glove. And uh, I made a great friend out of the deal as well, too. So i um, looking forward to attending many games like you talked about in the upcoming future. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Absolutely. Thank you.
3: Yeah, no, it's 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 been awesome, man. And uh, same thing for the other two guys that can't be with us right now. Zim and Gonzo, really appreciate your guys' uh, partnership and uh, brotherhood. And we're looking forward to having more shows this season so uh regardless of what happens we'll be doing big off season shows too. that's right socks and five i got i gotta do it in the aussie accent socks and five that Soxon was a really five. bad one
2: socks and five
3: crikey that's a beaut um you know i i can't do a good australian accent but i have, we'll have some shrimp on the bar we did to celebrate if we have to uh your buddy george wants to know if you've come off the the ledge yet um i'm no. not sure
2: no because of the socks like i mean i'm not really nervous anymore like they're not going to get swept which is was my number one fear but no i'll never be off the ledge like until they're eliminated or win the world series i'm gonna be like crazy so you that's you probably follow me on effort. twitter if you don't at vinnie parisi you'll see what i mean i'm a nutcase. Yeah
3: that's the glory of uh, being a fan of sports. It, uh, It, it's a high and it's a low at the same time. So we're, we're just ready to get this dub tomorrow. So we can't wait for that. Um, to finish my shout outs, you know, huge shout out to my lovely wife, Catherine, my beautiful wife. I love you. Uh, my great Dane puppy Maverick. He is literally the best dog on the planet. And of course our little girl who's on the way joining us in mid January. Uh, we love you to pieces and, uh, daddy's hoping that, uh, we can have a long White Sox playoff run to talk about you growing up with. So uh, looking forward to that tomorrow. My wife's attending her first playoff game tomorrow as well. So uh, looking forward to that. Maybe I'll get her one of those playoff certificates. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Also, a big shout out to my Aunt Rena. That's her 60th birthday today. Uh, Happy birthday, Aunt Rena. And we're hoping to bring a White Sox win tomorrow. Uh, Looking forward to another great year um happy birthday arena
2: really... i hope she knows 60 is the new 30
3: that's right 60 is the new 30 yep and that means 33 is the new 15 which makes me a young man um you do I don't have know. a kid
2: on the way let's chill on that Just yeah kidding. no that, that made it a little, that, that
3: it a little <laughs> bit weird but
2: uh that's what we do here no,
3: nonetheless uh and, and of course the last shout out goes to everyone that joined in the chat room there's been so many great combos you know pop-ups uh it, it's just our chat room is so much fun. If you have if you if you're listening to the podcast version and you haven't had a chance to watch a live show, hit up our live show. We it's we go live every Monday night, barring if there's a White Sox playoff game. Um, Monday nights at usually 7:45. Tonight we did 8 p.m. Central. And you can hop in the conversation, your comments get featured on the screen. Uh head over to our YouTube channel if you are listening to the podcast, you can check out the video version. You can look at my, you know, beautiful face alongside handsome Vinny and uh, really, really handsome Steven Zimmerman. You know, Chris Gonzalez fits in there somewhere too, but, you know, I'll, I'll let you decide yourself. Um, you know, I'm just mumbling now about being funny and ugly at the same time, but nonetheless, um, check out our stuff. We appreciate it. Give us a subscribe. And we talked about it earlier. Head over to deepdishtees.com slash barroom. You can support us. You can buy a bar down hockey shirt and or hat south Sitmen swag any of the great shows in the network we appreciate it uh coming up i believe tomorrow there is dan and aldo bear their souls i'm not exactly sure what time originally we were going to go live tomorrow because of the game today but we did a little switcheroo this morning uh we'll see exactly what happens tomorrow but stay tuned to your twitter feed i uh, got the mike north advantage coming up this week of course you've got greg gabriel talking football uh you got fantasy football goon on sunday morning same thing with the barfly tailgate show um, you know, there's so many great shows in this network. Mikey Betts, uh, bar down Blackhawks. Of hockey we this week. Let's go Hockey premieres tomorrow. Cross down, cross Vinny, you guys are with Thursday, right?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: And there's just so many shows. I, I feel like I always forget one show, but everyone is amazing. Don't, don't let me forget any other shows head over to whether it's YouTube. Give us a subscribe, uh, any podcast Avenue, subscribe to the Barroom network. We would really appreciate it. And that's really all I got for shout outs. Joey, if your brother's in the chat, Red Sox are waiting for a Sox versus Sox Mac Sox versus Sox matchup. Let's make it happen. Uh, I mean, this is really all we could ask for Vinny is if we were to get there, if I were to talk to you in the off season and say, Hey, the Sox are going to play the Red Sox in the ALCS. I think we would all be happy about that. So let's make that happen. Let's win two in a row and let's do it. Um, for the South Burbs Hitmen, we're fired up. I'm Joe Mandel. That's Vinny Parisi. For Chris Gonzalez, who can't be with us right now, and Steven Zimmerman, who had some other plans tonight. Uh, we are with you, White Sox Nation. We're fired up. We're ready for another black up to blackout tomorrow. And let's be honest, we're ready to beat the Trash throws take it back to Houston. And as our buddy uh, Liam Hendricks said yesterday, Vinny, what did Liam Hendricks say at the end of that game? Socks and five. Socks and five. That's right. Let's go get that dub tomorrow. We'll be back. White Socks all the way. Feel it in your hearts. Feel the energy. It's time for the blackout. Lights out, and let's go, White Socks.